Guys, what is up? We are back at it just off of Palmy. Um, nice, long, hot day, but it was a good time. I'm here with Josh, man. What's up, Josh? How are you? Doing good, man. Uh, wow, what a tournament on Palm de Terra. 300 fish caught, um, some big fish caught. Um, this is going to be a cool one. We're going to break down Palm de Terra and everything that went on. So It was good times. So I didn't expect like, that. No, I, yeah, I honestly I, did not expect that from Palm de Terra. I really didn't, and it showed up. It did. It completely different from last year, and, and I expected it to be another you know, long drag day, and, and it was for some guys, but um, other guys absolutely smoked them. It's good to see. Yeah, Matt, he told us in the last episode, you know, Matt Bryant said that the, the lake was fishing really good this year. So I he was right. Well, cool, man. Let's get right into it. Let's get into our top 10. I'm going to go over the the uh, 10 through 5 positions, and I'll let you do the top 5. Um, we got Michael Cornelius. He's got 72 and a quarter inches. Uh, 10 spot, uh, 9 spot, Jeff Mellencamp, uh, 73 and 3 quarter. Uh, we got Richie McMichael in that 8 spot with 75 and 3 quarter. Uh, Lance Burris finished seventh with 76 and a half. And then your sixth spot was Troy Inky with 77 and a half inches. And then you got our top five. Yeah, Troy Inky was the first guy in the money. And then after that, we had Bailey Bewley at number five with 78 inches. Uh, Sergeant Chris King, 79 and three quarters in fourth place. Uh, Jim Harding, 80 inches. He came in uh, third place. And second place was Tommy Probst with a strong finish of 81 and three quarters. And then your champion, uh, the largest margin of victory in Moyak history since we've been on Tourney X, 11 and a half inch lead. You know, Daring Beetle wins with 93 and a quarter inches. 11 and a half inch victory. <laughs> That's awesome. And he, he, he did well. Look, and, you know, he had that 22 and a half, but I mean, other all his other four fish were still solid fish you know even if he didn't yep. have that 22 and a half he'd be really close to sitting there you know he'd, he'd only need oh. another you know 14 15 inches to be in there he still would have won you know he could have just caught probably oh maybe like a 17 inch fish he probably still would have won so yeah. yeah great job by darian yeah he did a great job and we're um, going to we be gotta... bringing them on too later i mean we've got darian and tommy we're going to talk to them here in a little bit and we're going to get their perspectives of what happened and yeah, I mean, hear, hear the story I yeah, I'm excited to bring both of them on at the same time and, and kind of, you know, walk through what we did. You know, we've, we've brought on one guy and kind of said how their day, but it'd be good to talk to a couple guys and, and see, you know, if their day lined up like, like some of our other guys and, and if, if they notice that or not. And so it'll be good to have them both on here. Um, our top three teams, uh, who do we got for those top three, Josh? Oh, our top three teams. It's not really reflecting on uh, Tourney X right now because of the issues. I know you guys realized that we had some serious uh, signal problems up there at Palmy. So actually, the the results are not accurate on Tourney X, but they have been re um, adjusted on the Angler of the Year points for our website. So the Angler of the Year race is accurate. Okay, the points that show on the website is accurate. So in third place was the Furious Drum Snatchers, Troy Inky and Brian Hillman. And then in second place, we had the H&H &H Bass Destroyers, uh, Dorman and Jim. And uh, once again, in first place, El Obino Banditos, Richie McMichael and Jeff Mellencamp. So they're having a really strong season this year. Uh, actually, all three of those teams have been in the top a lot. We've been talking about them a lot this year. Yeah, we have. You know, we've, we've talked to uh, Richie a couple times and and maybe maybe at some point we get these couple of these teams on here and let them talk about their year and how it's going for them and 
I think it'd be cool to bring them on as, you know, see if those guys are actually fishing together, you know, as far as pre-fishing or, or tournament day. And it'll be interesting to hear what, what those guys' strategies are. Yeah, those are actually, as I'm looking at the Team Trail Angler of the Year race, uh, those are the top three teams in the AOI points, too. Uh, right now, you got H&H Bass Destroyers in first place, followed by El Obino Banditos, and then the Furious Drum Snatchers are right behind them. So those three teams are really close in the Angler of the Year race. It's going to be a barn burner at the end. <laughs> yep, it sure is, and it's going to end on the championship on Table Rock. This is the only one that where the championship is going to count for points. So there's going to be points and a half to be made at the championship. So the championship's going to be huge. I mean, he's, there's going to be teams that can come up and, and take this away from those guys if they do really well on Table Rock. That's cool. It's exciting. Um, as far as big bass on both sides, the team and the trail, uh, Darian Beetle, that 22 and a half, that monster for Palmy. Yeah, I mean, this thing is this thing is huge. <clears throat> I mean, a 22, that ties their all-time Moyak record for an, a live tournament. Brian Hillman caught one uh, last year back on Antony Como, and now Darian caught one on Palmy. So 22.5, that's that's pretty good for Missouri. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome, especially during a live event. You know, we see a lot of those during the monthlies, but not not too many during live events. Right, yeah, to go out and catch one in a live tournament on a different lake, and, you know, that's that's a different animal than the, the onlines for sure. Completely. Um, just want to give a, a, a quick shout-out to Chris uh, Moyer. Um, he did all the announcements at Palmy, uh, announcing guys, doing the drawings and all that. Um, did a great <clears> job. <throat> want to make sure and tell that guy thank you. Um, if you see him next time in a tournament or out fishing, make sure and say thanks for that as well. Um, appreciate him doing that. Yeah, and also a big thanks to Jay Harmon. He's been doing a lot to help out behind the scenes. He's there to help me set up, to take down and clean up. And There were other guys that were there helping too. And I mean, that's just one of the things that makes Moyak great. I mean, thanks to all the guys that helped out for the Palmetary event there. I mean, I appreciate it. I really do. Yeah, I really do appreciate that, guys, and, and appreciate your support. And then, Josh, man, the food, dude, it was good. It's really good, man. I, I, I'm glad, man. Everybody told me they really liked the jambalaya. So the jambalaya was really good. Uh, <laughs> I, I I wanted to take some home with me, but it was good, man. <laughs> and I think all got eaten. I I don't doubt that. Um, moving right along, uh, you know, just right after we get this one wrapped up, we're headed to Bull Shoals, September 5th. It's gonna be mm -hmm. um, not a lot of pre-fishing time for guys, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. See if those guys. You know, those guys that really pre-fish and take the time on weekends, you know, how they do. But, I mean, we're going to be right back at it. Um, Josh, you were telling me that you're not going to be there for Bull Shoals. Yeah, unfortunately, with a schedule of conflicts and, you know, the way other tournaments were rescheduled, I, I have a, turn a KBF Super Trail tournament down in Monroe, Louisiana. So I've got a competition I need to be at on the same day. So I'm not going to – it was a tough call, but I, I've got to go fish this tournament. So um, – it's it's necessary for the angler of the year race so uh brian hillman and troy inky they're going to be running the show on bull shoals and they are more than capable of doing it brian's been doing this longer than i have so uh it will be in good hands uh, might not have a good feast going on but we'll, we'll still have an award ceremony some pictures taken and you know we'll have a basic little thing there at the pavilion at uh the beaver creek campground the water level is going down now pretty quickly um are the pavilions out of the water i think so i think the, wa the water level should be good enough for us by the time we get there cool it'll be a good time troy and anki troy anki and brian they'll definitely take care of us 
And then just a couple weeks after that, man, it's our last trail series for Stockton Lake. Um, it's it's wild to think that we've already been, you know, more than halfway through the year and, and just about wrapping up our regular trail. Yeah, I know. It's been a crazy year. It doesn't even really seem like it's gotten started to me, but uh, we're almost done. We've well, got just, our last two events coming up, and so, I mean, that's going to be when the scores start dropping from on the AOI race, too, so... Bull Shoals and Stockton, there's a lot on the line these last two tournaments. Yeah, so, you know, you guys that maybe only have three events right now, you know, you can still finish the last two events and still be in the points because you're going to drop, you know, those zeros that you have. So if you've exactly. got three events, you've still got a shot, you still got an opportunity. Is it tougher? Is it harder? Yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, as long as you've got three events right now, you can still fish the last two and, and still be in there for that angler of the year running. And more important, that, that Taney 20, I think a lot of guys are excited about that. You know, they, they may realize that they may not have a shot at that angler of the year, but that Taney 20 is exciting. I know you posted it on Facebook today. I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully I qualify for that, qualify for that as well. Yeah, the Taney, the Taney 20 is going to be our spring championship. I haven't got an exact date set for it. I believe it's going to be towards the end of March of next year. I have to wait and see on that. But it'll be a, probably our first event of the year for Moyak in 2021. And, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it too. But not only guys that are getting that top 20 uh, will get an invite to that, but, you know, we've also got uh, the All-American on the line. You know, we got the top 10 going to that. We've got the KBF National Championship bids to give away. Those are all part of our Angler of the Year race. So uh, those top 10 guys are and top 20 have a lot to, to shoot for. Speaking of Angler of the Year, September is the last monthly that will go towards your Angler of the Year points online. I don't believe we're, we're not dropping any scores from that, correct? That's, that, that's correct. There's no drops on the monthlies, and September is the final one of the season. So uh, you might want to get signed up for that and be ready because at the end of the September, we're going to crown the online angle of the year, and they're going to get an invite to the KBF National Championship as well. be cool to see, cool to watch. Um, and then, um, you know, onlines will wrap up. I know you'll probably do some onlines over the, over the wintertime or those off months and those will just be for fun. So you're more than welcome to fish those. And, and you know, if that's, if, if you're not really sure about it yet, that's, that's the place to get going, man. Uh, get going in off season when nobody cares about AOI and stuff like that. Get, you know, get into some monthlies, get on your own water, get, get, you know, we've talked about that before, but um, that's where you can build some confidence in, in not only your, your fishing abilities, but your tournament experience going through that submitting fish um, catching fish, landing fish. That's it's just one way to get some more experience for you. Yeah, it's it's a great way to learn. It's a great way to practice. It's also something to do. You know, in the off season, you want to go out and go fishing. I mean, I've, I've kind of gotten to the point where if I'm not in an online tournament or in a tournament, I'm not really wanting to go fishing. <laughs> so, if, you know, that gives you something to do. Uh, October through February, uh, those months will be just for fun, low entry fee. You know, just that twenty dollar entry fee, twenty five dollar entry fee and uh just just be fishing for a little bit of cash it's a good time you know as much as we've been through we've got a lot going on still a lot of events to look forward to um it's i mean it's still a lot of going on and so it's exciting you got um, some big ones coming up yeah it should be a good one it's, it's gonna be fun to see how how it ends up and and where guys move in the aoy race and and what happens you know yep well, what else, Josh? You got any other announcements or anything we need to cover right now? Um, I, I want to talk about some of the electronic communication rule that um, 
has been some confusion about and some people have asked me about why while you're on the water in a tournament you, you can't be talking to other people on the water by with your phone and you can talk to them in person but you're not supposed to have you know like a you know, shooting them a, a message and asking them what the bite's like on the upper end of the lake. And they say the bite's good. And then you can be like, okay, I'm going to pack up and go up there. That kind of gives you an unfair advantage over someone who may not have a friend out there on the water with them. So that's why the rule's in place. And that goes for like walkie talkies or any kind of communication. If you want to work together, man, that's fine. Uh, you can, but fish together. You know, it's, it's, it's a different story when you got a couple guys on the water fishing together and he's like, Hey man, I just, caught one on this purple worm you gotta put on a purple worm nothing wrong with that but you know if you've got somebody on the north end of the lake and someone who's like 40 miles from there and you're fishing two different strategies to see which one might work out better and then you message that guy and say hey this is working better we should need to switch up so then that's an advantage so that's why the rules in place and it's not just us uh, it's it's most tournaments have that as well so just want to let people know that have asked me about that yeah you can you can talk to each other on the water you can help each other out on the water but you need to do it in person if you can see each other and you're there next to each other that's fine just don't be splitting up and trying to gain an advantage that way that's that's all well let's uh let's see if we can get darian and get tommy on here let's talk to them about their their day on on palmy and and see how that went for them and and i'm excited about that man yeah let's do it all right What's up, guys? Well, we got uh, Tommy and Darian with us. Josh, we got them both on the same time. I'm excited about bringing two guys on at one time. It's going to be cool. <laughs> um, man, here's your top two finishers, guys. Uh, Tommy finished second. Darian finished first. Um, let's let's start off with you, Tommy. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, you know, Tell us how long you've been kayak fishing and, and what you're fishing out of and, and what's kayak fishing for you, man. Okay. Uh, I've been kayak fishing for probably about four or five years, I guess. Got into it just doing the KBF monthly onlines. Um, started fishing Moac yet last year, getting introduced to these big reservoirs. So I'm not used to fishing them at all. Um, I fish out of a Hobie um, PA-14 now. It's it's a good way to release some tension and get out away from everybody. What do you think about that pedal drive? Did that, did that make a difference for you, making the switch from paddle to pedal? It's a big difference, but then there's always somebody with something better, like Hillman with his three or his torpedo on the back and stuff. I still can't <laughs> keep up with them people, but well, that's cool. Well, Darren, what about you, man? How long have you been doing this, and and you know what's it for you, and and what are you fishing out of? Well, I've been going on three years now. I started with uh, O Rat and River Bassin, and when River Bassin kind of fell away, I started with Moyak last year, and. It's a whole new thing. I grew up on a river, so lakes to me are crazy. But uh, I've been fishing out of a wilderness attack forever, and I bought a Hobie last year, but I kind of toss it up. You never know what I'm going to be in. I was in the attack this last weekend. Do you like cool. being in? Do you feel like it gives you a little more advantage when you're picking apart some water if you're in that attack, going slowing down yeah. a little bit? It slows me down a lot. Yeah, I've heard that from, I've, I've noticed that myself too. As, as soon as I put my motor on my kayak, I, it seems like I don't do as well because I'm moving too much and I'm and more apt to leave a spot or not pick it up hard enough. You know, when you're slowing down and paddling, you're almost forced to just sit there and fish every single thing in front of you. So, I mean, there are advantages to doing that. Oh, definitely. 
Well, man, let's uh, Tommy. Let's start off with you, man. Let's let's start off with Palmy. Um, did you get to pre-fish much? Uh, if you did, did you go to a couple different areas, or or did you just find one spot and pick it apart? I got to fish a few times. I went up uh, both weekends before, fished on Saturdays, fished Bolivar Access, and then uh, Corey Point or whatever they call that, and got beat to death with all the wakes. So I decided to. Yeah. hit the river for the tournament boat traffic's been bad this year for every one of our events i think so many people are getting out on the water it's like every weekend's a holiday this year it's crazy yeah that's true i actually had wakes come over inside the hobie so that's way too high <laughs> I, one of the guys with me he actually got swamped so after that i decided i was going to pick something different wow that's crazy so you got to pre-fish you know a couple weekends uh at what I mean, so basically you didn't you didn't choose either one of those spots that you prefished. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, I had so, some good bites in both spots, but I just didn't want to contend with all the wakes, so I just gave up on them. So at that point, did you just say, you know, I've, here's a crapshoot. I'm gonna pick one or two spots and and maybe just roll the dice in the morning or what? Kinda. I I was planning on starting off in the river and then going to the Bolivar afterwards. But I ended up just riding it out in the river the whole time. Well, it seems to work out worked out for you pretty well. It was a good uh, score, I man. Didn't, I didn't catch a fish after eleven o'clock, so I probably should have went ahead and moved. But mm. uh, you never know. You know, by the time I loaded up, moved over, it would have wasted an hour. So I thought I'd have better chance staying there, but it just didn't turn out that way. Wow! So all your bite came in the morning, then, huh? Yeah, I didn't get anything right off the bat. Um, I thought I'd be able to get some on top water. I threw that for a half an hour without a bite and switched over and started throwing soft plastics. And then I finally caught a fish. Um, the, I did catch a few on top water once the sun came up. But other than that, it was mostly soft plastics. <laughs> Saw a lot of people catching musky and catfish and other stuff. Did you catch any junk fish while you was out there? Uh, I caught a 23-inch uh, flathead when I went out of Quarry <laughs> Point. And I had something big break me off. I don't know if it was a muskie or what it was, but I put him on a tube and fought with him a while, and he snapped and came up jumping. And the people on the dock, you know, 100 foot away or more could see it, so they knew it was a big fish. Wow. Man. I never got to see what it was, really. I see, you know, going through a lot of the pictures that people are posting, a lot of people caught some different fish that weren't bass, you know, especially the muskie. Might we should have had a musky tournament maybe on the side. <laughs> Would have been a good time. So what type of uh, what type of water were you fishing, Tommy? Were you shallow or deep, or, you, or what were you looking for? Uh, it was a little bit of both. I caught most of my top water shallow, and then um, a little deeper, probably ten to fifteen on the soft plastic. And feel free to share as much as little. What was it? I mean, were you throwing you know creature baits, a tube? Were you was it one, did you have one bait that stuck out more for you, or, or was it kind of just whatever? Yeah, it was a darker colored creature bait. Um, I, I tried tubes, that, like when I fished out of quarry, that's the only bites I got was on a stupid rig tube. Um, and I caught that catfish I was telling you about on a 10-inch power worm. But other than that, I didn't have any other bites on crankbaits, anything. You know, it just, it was weird. Different hmm. spots like different baits. I got broke off at uh, Bolivar on, on a tube there as well. Something big. As soon as it hit the water, it grabbed it and took off for deep water and snapped me off. So I imagine it was probably a muskie or something. I don't know. 
Wow. Uh, how much how much history do you have in Palmy? Is it is this the first year that you've really fished it, or have you been to Palmy quite a bit in the past? Um, I fished up there once last year before the tournament. Fished the tournament and then pre-fished it like three times this year. So that's the only experience I have up there. So what do you think about it? What do you you like it? Yeah, yeah. Compared to some of the other ones, I like it quite a bit. Well, yeah, I got you some money. You got to like it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's easier to fish, you know, because it's smaller, um, and it doesn't have as clear clean water. So that makes it a little easier for me. It's more like what I'm used to back up around Columbia. Um, other than that, all the big reservoirs, kind of like he's saying, they're just so much different than what I'm used to. I'm not good at reading, just, you know, looking at a map and figuring out what's going to be a good spot. I've actually got to go and hit it and try to find something that matches my style because I, I don't adapt well, I guess. <laughs> I feel you. Me neither. <laughs> uh, Tommy, you've done well in our online uh, tournaments. And um, I know you said that you lived up in Columbia. Are, are you living in, do you live in Springfield area now or where are you at now? Highlandville. Yeah, so in between Springfield and Branson. Okay, well, cool. What, uh, you know, for those monthlies, have you have you been fishing some of the bigger lakes or some of the rivers, or um, have you kind of just been going all over? You don't have to give your secret spots, but uh, it's like some guys are. But Well, I, I I haven't done but just one of the monthly this year. Once what I got was... down here, and that's the time whenever Richie handed our butts back to us, <laughs> I kind of gave up and decided I need to learn that those was lakes the first a little one. bit. Yeah, yeah. I went out and thought I had a good day. Ended up for like ninety-two or ninety-six inches in one day, and then looked at the leaderboard and I was thirty inches behind or whatever it was. So I decided, <laughs> decided I better learn these before I fish anymore. Yeah, we were. I was at the uh, at Taney Como, and I was there talking to uh, to Ox Fishing to DJ, and and he's like, "Man, it's harder to win a Moyak monthly." than it is to win the KBF monthlies. And I'm like, that's crazy. You know, we've been putting up some huge numbers, though. And it's good for them, those guys to see that. Yeah, that's true. There's some big fish down here. I just can't find them yet. So if uh, you being down there, what, you know, you've got you've got uh, Bull Shoals, you've got Taney Como, and you've got Table Rock, you know, in your backyard. Um, have you found one of those lakes that you like more than the other? Uh, Bull Shoals, definitely. That's my favorite so far. Well, cool, man. Well, what do you both? like about Bull Shoals? Why Bull Shoals? Because that's where I've caught my better fish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, Fair enough. It's, it's been flooded, and I do better fishing structure than, you know, just vast openness. And so mm -hmm. I've been doing better there picking apart stuff than what I do down at Table Rock. Well, then you're setting up to be in a good situation for this upcoming tournament. Bull Shoals, up so. next, that water's coming down. It's on my birthday too, so I've, I've been telling people I'm going to win that one. <laughs> That's there cool, man. Go. That's exciting, Tommy. Man, appreciate you uh, being on here, Darren. Let's let's get to talking to you and and kind of how your day went. Um, what was it for you? Were you did you go up the river somewhere or did you fish some main lake? No, I went up in the river. We uh, we put in a McCracken Bridge and went up. <laughs> there was. We put in, there was probably eight or ten other kayakers putting in right there. About half of them went down to the lake, and the other half went up, and I was behind them all most of the day. 
one of them about halfway up turned around and went back to the ramp, but the other three I was behind all day long. So you pulled out that score while fishing behind people. Yeah. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I was fishing behind Jeff, Richie, yes. and then Carrie. That's awesome, man. That is cool. That's that's it was just your day then, huh? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a fun day. Did you catch well, cool, a lot man. of fish? I mean, as far as numbers go, did you catch a bunch of them or were your bites kind of spread out? No, they were kind of spread out. Most of them were in the morning. I probably caught 10 or 11 fish. I probably caught six white bass. But most of them were in the morning. They died probably on me about 9.30 and didn't pick back up till 11.15, 11.30. When did you catch that big one? And when was the time slot for that? That was right before lunch, like 11.30, 11.45. Wow. Well, can you talk about that? Everybody wants to know this. It's one of the it's the b- biggest fish tied for the biggest fish ever caught in a live tournament. So uh, yeah, come on, man, spill the beans. Well, first off, that's like my, that's my personal best. And I just there's a big tree laid down in the water, and you could see several shoots off of it underneath the top of the water. So I threw that buzz bait along the back of it and was ripping it, just burning it as fast as I could along that log. Well, as soon as it dropped to the log closest to me, I just let it fall down in front of that log because it was kind of deep there. And no sooner did I let it fall did he hammer it. Oh, and it was man. on. He pulled me all the way up in them trees. My boat <laughs> in front of my attack was up underneath the log. I was screaming and hollering. It was, <laughs> it was fun. Oh man, sounds like it. A fish like that you don't catch very often. No. <laughs> no. So no, as far that's as pretty much how I caught them all. Really, throwing a buzz bait on through some cover and stuff. Well, even uh, uh, I threw the wiggle wart all day. The wiggle wart and spinner bait all day. That's the only thing I caught fish on. Oh, and. I was doing the same thing with the wiggle wart. I was burning it over them trees, and as soon as it get to the trees, I just burn it even harder and let let it dive down deep. And as soon as it started diving deep, they slammed it. Sounds like you found a good pattern. Yeah, about time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that pattern got you over fourteen hundred dollars, so I think it paid off for you. Congratulations, man! That was a oh, great score, you. great win. Happy for you. Thank you. Did you uh, did you get to pre-fish that area much, or, or was it kind of a, a last-minute deal, kind of like Tommy? Well, we I fished Pittsburgh on the weekend before, which is one of my favorite places to fish up there. And we fished there for a couple hours. I caught some decent fish, but not enough. And my partner was like, well, let's go try to get hit the river. So we went up in the river. And the section we fished that day, pre-fish, that morning we put in and fished all the way, we paddled all the way past that before we even started fishing. So, not really. I didn't really get to see anything that I fished before I started fishing it. Was there very many other people there? You said there's three, three or four guys? Yeah, but the other two were in Hobies with torpedoes or motors, and they, like, took off all the way to the end. And... One of them kept coming back and forth, and I mean, I just stayed behind everybody, and I hate to say it, but I just crisscrossed across the river back and forth to all the structure, and got them. 
You did. Darren, how much uh, how much time have you put on Palmy? Are, are you close to there where you fish it a lot, or or is it kind of just, you know, you're fishing it for tournaments? No, uh, I live in Springfield, but last year I was doing a remodel job up there in Pittsburgh, and the guy's like, hey, there's a public ramp right down here by my house. And so, like, every week that I worked up there, I'd take my boat up there and fish for a couple hours after I was done, and that's kind of my practice but that's it for me other than last year on palmy that's cool palmy is definitely you know looking at last year coming to this year it's definitely you know come a long ways and and you know it'll be interesting to see what happens next year at palmy and and see if the numbers turn out again or if it's going to be another you know dragging a worm all day kind of long you know it's, it's it's interesting to see definitely Darian, what are you uh, what are you looking forward to? Um, you know, the rest of the year. Are you, are you looking forward to Bull Shoals or or uh, Stockton, or are you just looking forward to, towards the championship? Honestly, I'm looking forward to it all. I just I love doing this. It's probably my favorite thing to do, and that's all I do every weekend is <laughs> in my kayak. So I'm ready to go whenever. Yep, it's a lifestyle, and it gets addicting. That's for sure. But it's a good it's a good addiction. Yeah, definitely. Um, as as for Darian or, or Tommy, if if you guys, uh, you know, let's let's start with you, Tommy. Um, is there anybody you want to say thanks to or, or or appreciate the support with? For one thing, you know, if my wife wouldn't let me go out and practice and stuff, I wouldn't be able to do what I I enjoy. Um, I've switched jobs and now I don't have to stand on call on the weekends, so that's nice. You know, be able to get out and actually compete with you guys because before. I'd, I'd have to give up at least one week in a month in order to, you know, for work. Um, and then I've been running around with Lance and Chris Moyer quite a bit. And that's nice having some companionship out there because I used to always just be by myself all the time. So it's nice to be able to have some friendly competition and talk about what's going wrong or right for people. Cool. Right. I know, man. I love it when guys get together and get out on the water and hang out. I mean, that's another thing that makes Moyak awesome. People getting out and sharing time and sharing techniques and information and building friendships. <laughs> I've, I've, made a, I've made a lot of friends in Moyak. I probably would never have had if it wasn't for kayak tournaments. I think we can all say that. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very true. What about you, Darren? Anybody else you, you want to say thank you or any companies you would appreciate or anything like that? Oh, yeah, I got to say thank you to my fiancé for putting up with me, for one. And <laughs> two, I got to thank Kerry Evans because, man, he's just a comedian on the water. He makes it fun every time, no matter what. And then I'm, I definitely got to thank my boss because he lets me off every Friday. I ask him to with no questions asked. <laughs> that way Good I can boss. go. Yep, go and get out of here and go fishing. Well, guys, there's Tommy and Darian. You're, uh, you're one and two spot for Palm Palm the tear. Congratulations again, guys. Um, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, seen Tommy at Taney Como and I've talked to Darian, you know, me and him went out to that King of the Hill tournament. Both these guys are, are super nice. I pulled up to, uh, to Palmy at, at, uh, to, to, uh, Tommy at, uh, Taney Como one time. And I'm like, Hey man, how'd you do? And, and whatnot, just talked to him. And it was, it was like, just no, no big deal. Just talked about fishing and, you know, it seems like everyone, you, you know, see someone in a kayak, it's like your best bud. You don't even know it. So uh, definitely encouraging to, to other guys in the club. You know, if there's any – you see any another kayak on the water, say hi. You know, say what's up. And and, and I feel like we're all in the same boat and, and love to, you know, talk to other fishermen. 
Yep, and you brought up uh, the King of the Hill tournament too. That's coming up September fifteenth. We need all of Moiac there in full force. We're going to take I, over Big Hill Lake in Kansas. How many guys did we have last year? We had what five or six? Yeah, not very many last year. We need to do a lot better. Those yeah. Oklahoma guys took that trophy, and I, I want that trophy back. We had it once, and I want it again. So let's go get it. September fifteenth. Yeah, and I'll be Darren, there too. Darren, you can talk about it. That lake's not. You know, we were there last year. That lake's not huge. It's not a huge lake, but there's some good fish in there. Yeah. Yeah, you can see the other ramp from one side. <laughs> yeah. Compared to what we're used to fishing on, it's just, it's just a big pond. Yep. With trees. Yeah, yeah you you better bring your, uh, not your rain gear, but you need your wind gear, because that day we were there, it was windy. It was crazy. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's cool. Well, guys, we really do appreciate you guys coming on here, and and looking forward to you know fishing with you guys at Bull Shoals and Stockton and all the other tournaments we got going on this year and, and just want to wish you guys you know the best of luck for the rest of the year. Thank you. Thank you. You too.